What if you believe in the rapture and it doesn't happen before the great tribulation? Then you're gonna be so disappointed. And those people that you know, your friends, your relatives that believe that, they're gonna be so disappointed that it didn't happen. And they're gonna say, well, the Bible's not true. Well, the fact is the Bible is true in all that it affirms and it does not affirm the rapture. Hey everybody, hi, it's Dan Boone sitting here today getting ready to be with you for about the next 15 minutes. I'm so glad that uh, we could do this time together. I think it's gonna be very important for you, uh, especially if you're a Christian or searching real close to be, becoming a Christian. Uh, just some things to, to help encourage you and maybe give you a little better direction. Church of Tomorrow is presenting, let's talk about it tomorrow. That's the purpose of this podcast. We come out weekly. We have a series of them behind us that you can pick up anytime you want to. We also have an ability to be able to make comments. So please give us your comments. Uh, tell us what you like about us and you can tell us what you don't like about us. Just keep it clean, okay? <laughs> but uh, it's our pleasure and uh, our enjoy joy to be uh, able to come to you in this media forecast. So glad that uh, you are interested in the things of the Lord. We're gonna to talk to you today. I'm gonna to call this just a, a talk, uh, Rapture 2. Uh, we started this last week and we talked about uh, the rapture, which is a belief uh, that people have that there'll be a, a catching away of born again Christians before the times of the great tribulation that uh, Daniel and especially Revelation talk about. And then there'll be a second coming where Jesus actually comes back to fulfill what he said in the gospels and in other places, even pretty much in the Old Testament too, a lot of that. We're gonna talk about that and the fallacy of it. Uh, we're not here today to pick uh, you know, people or just tell somebody that they're wrong. Uh, although I can tell you that uh, I fell into that trap for a number of years till I found out what the Bible said. <laughs> and opened uh, it up with my opportunity by the Holy Spirit leading me to show me without preconceived ideas and found out that everything that I thought was part of the rapture because of the teaching of men actually is part of the second coming. It's all one and the same. There is one coming of Jesus Christ. And it will be sometimes a little later than a lot of people would like for him to do that. But in this Western world, we have that fallacy that, you know, hey, it's going to be okay. We don't have any trouble or anything. Everybody, you know, just don't worry about it. Well, Jesus said we'd have tribulation. He, he promised that, as a matter of fact. You might say it that way. Uh, he told us that uh, a lot of us will be killed. And we see overseas, especially in places like Africa and Asia, Far East Asia, Eastern Europe, different places across the globe where people are murdered every day for the sake of Jesus Christ and His name. Uh, people are murdered every day because of what they believe and just shared that belief or even came to a place and just worshiped, uh, maybe even privately with a small group of people. And uh, some of them have had their, lost their head, literally cut off, okay? So there's a lot of bad things that are going on. There are a lot of things today that none of us would want to be a part of. And it's all because these people I'm talking about 
but those bad things, those days of tribulation are already here. They're doing, uh, ha they're having that done to them just simply because they're a Christian who believe in Jesus Christ. Well, my story was, I was, uh, and just kind of recapping a little bit, uh, I, I believed in the rapture as a place that just comes and takes you out of trouble before the great days of trouble uh, at the end of uh, this age, as the Bible shares it. And I listened to people talk about it, and I, I took those scriptures that they were talking about, and I said, okay, well, yeah, I guess that's probably it. But I always had a check in my heart about that. I checked that, you know, I just it's just not clear. I don't see it in scripture that much. Jesus didn't talk about it. Uh, so what's really going on here? And the thing that changed me was I got a hold of the teachings of John Wesley, uh, who was, you know, about 500 years ago when he lived. And he, um, he had, they had taken, people had taken from his doctrines what they call the Wesley quadrilateral. And the quadrilateral just means a, like a four-sided figure, four points, if you would. And John Wesley said that we consider everything we do from this quadrilateral, from the, the perspective of it, or the filtering of it. And the first of those four he talked about was the Word of God. He says, uh, the interpretation requires uh, inspiration. Everything comes from this, the Word of God. So he's very strong on the Word of God being the Word of God, being something that doesn't uh, fall back or fade out or, or disappear or anything like that. It'll stand forever. And that's what we know for sure. And he took it literally, and that part of the Bible should be taken literally. And so he brings the rest of it out of uh, the Word of God. Secondly, tradition. And when he's talking about tradition, we're not talking about you know, what we do, uh, the liturgy or the things we say. He's talking about the belief of the church all the way back to the days of Jesus Christ. And what when, when Jesus left the earth, and the Holy Spirit was poured out. What did the church believe then? The first, second century, for instance. What did it believe uh, in the days of Thomas Aquinas, for instance, which uh, I believe was the 13th century? And what did it believe uh, during the Reformation? What did it believe the last couple hundred years? And so we, we judge the things that we believe or choose to believe or don't want to believe right now through that filter has the church always been consistent on this. And reasoning, that means that uh, the things that we reason, reason as humans actually make sense uh, in the way that God has put it. Now, His thoughts are higher than ours, but at the same time, we can recognize by knowing God, His nature and character, we can recognize what would be reasonable to God. And so that's important that we do that. And then experience. Uh, have we experienced what we're sharing? Have we known others who have experienced what we're sharing? Uh, is it something that bears the fruit that Jesus talked about, much fruit and fruit that would remain? So we look at it from this uh, aspect and the rapture falls short of number two in that it does not go along with what the historical uh, beliefs of the church will be. And it actually started uh, about 200 years ago, uh, 1820s. And so there's a long story about that. I think I've shared that before with you. But uh, the point is, it didn't pass it. So I thought, oh my gosh, well, the rapture can't be true because it didn't pass Wesley's quadrilateral. It didn't pass 
that one thing that I see so important is we have to take everything that we believe in light of the church, the early church, and then the church through the ages and the church today, the true church of Jesus Christ. So the rapture cannot pass the test. So it ain't there, okay? And, and uh, you know, it, you have the word. Uh, be sure that when we talk about the word of God, the Bible, that we're not listening to men who are making up something or men that are teaching something that doesn't bear witness with us. Uh, we are uh, listening to the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. And like Jesus said, showing us all things uh, to come. Uh, tradition um, is gone in this, uh, this particular, I won't call it a doctrine, but uh, anyway, a false belief. Uh, and then uh, reasoning experience, none of those work out. So uh, I'm not going into a lot of biblical doctrines today like I thought I might. What I'm gonna do, there's so many theologians, so many apologists, so many authors and teachers who've studied this and studied this and studied this and compressed it into great teachings uh, for years past. And they've heard all the arguments and they've answered them. So they have broadcasts and writings and podcasts, uh, blogs. So you have a choice to listen from. And I'm gonna share with you a few of those names of people. So th these people have websites, they have uh, plenty of information, videos on YouTube. Uh, most of them have written numerous books, not just four or five, but I mean numerous books. Uh, sometimes they've co-authored. So uh, here's some names. If you look these people up, uh, and, and just kind of search them with their name and rapture. Then you'll hear what they have to say. N.T. Wright, a noted scholar, one of the top uh, theologians in the world today, I believe, uh, an Englishman, he's one of them. William Lane Craig, another right up there at the very top of uh, theologians and apologists, um, very uh, double doctorate. I mean, you know, he, he studied the word and uh, really has some great understanding on it. Ben Witherington, uh, ben is a Wesleyan guy and he's really, really good on the rapture. He has a great YouTube video that actually addresses it point blank. Dr. Michael Brown, oh, all of these guys are doctors, by the way. <laughs> I got more doctorates than I do teeth, I think. Anyway, uh, Michael Brown has another one who has plenty of teaching on this. He and uh, Craig Keener have together written a book on this, uh, False Thinking, and they also have videos on it. So uh, he and, and, and Craig both, and then Daniel Kalinda, you might uh, remember Reinhard Bonnke. Uh, Daniel was the heir appointing, appointment of uh, his uh, uh, ministry when uh, Reinhardt passed on to Jesus. Uh, he's there too. So there's, there's six names, I'll give them again real fast. N.T. Wright, William Lake Craig, Ben Witherington, Michael Brown, He's got the easy name, right? Craig uh, Keener and Daniel Colinda with a K. Now, with that said, I'd like to make a couple of points that I believe to be particularly important uh, to the church concerning the belief of the rapture. Uh, the discussion point at the rapture should be that, a discussion point, not a dividing point. This is not something that if you believe it or don't believe it, you're going to heaven or hell or whatever. That has nothing to do with it. It's strictly a preference. Uh, I have a preference for teaching 
uh, straight down doctrine. And I strain to do that sometimes, but I want to make sure that I do that because I'm accountable to do it because I'm a Bible teacher. And I, I want to make sure that what I relay to people, whether it be you on camera, uh, one of our church services or with our own uh, flock, so to speak, whatever, uh, I want to make sure that we're doing things as accurately as we uh, humanly can. So we're going to talk and discuss this with anybody who wants to discuss it. Uh, I have people in my own church that that believe in the rapture. Of course, now they're, after they've seen a few things, they're unwinding rather fast. But the point of it is, is not to show how smart we are or show how much more we know or how many friends we have that believe it. It's a discussion point. And I wanna give you some things that I believe are very important to be able to discuss this. Um, there, and this is, this is what I'm passionate about, this teaching. Uh, it's intended to, to come to really one point. Uh, who will be left here until Jesus comes back to disciple his people? Teaching the rapture says Christians are taken out. Nobody's a Christian, but there are ways that they do become Christians. But Jesus said emphatically in Matthew 28, to make disciples of all nations. And who's going to make disciples if there's nobody here to disciple them? In fact, uh, the rapture teaching, most people I've heard teach it, say the Holy Spirit leaves the earth too. Well, of course, he can't really leave it because he's everywhere. But the point is, uh, Jesus tells us to make disciples. So I believe he always makes a way for disciples to be made. Uh, at, the, uh, at the end of this age, um, when it's over, then everybody will be taken up with Jesus to heaven, and that is the second coming. He comes back here shortly with the saints that are already in heaven that have passed knowing him, and then he takes us all together. Okay, the body of Christ is also called the bride of Christ. The body of Christ shows that we're assembled together. The bride of Christ shows that Jesus loves us and that we should be spot free and, and, uh, and clean because of his blood sacrifice and the word. We get ourselves real to be prepared for that which has been going on in the world the last 2,000 years. That is the preparation for the resurrection of Jesus Christ to the end, end times. And that's being prepped. And, you know, I don't know if the end time, end of the end times is going to be today, next week, next month. Uh, nobody knows that for sure, but I do know that we've never been closer to the end than we are this very day. So that's something for us to remember. We should be ready. We're told by Scripture to be ready. So those who remain until the second coming, which is everyone that's alive, uh, I believe the Bible clearly shows that the rapture uh, is not something that we need to get tied up in. Here is, to me, the big issue. The big issue is, what if you believe in the rapture? What if you're a new Christian who believes in the rapture? What if you've been, been counting on the rapture for the last 40 years of your life? And there's people that uh, apply to all of those in many more situations. And then you see the great days of tribulation, the Antichrist is exposed, all these things coming together as we see the world right now coming together in one world government, all those kind of things are talked a lot and their plans are being made for it. What if you believe in the rapture and it doesn't happen before the great tribulation? 
then you're going to be so disappointed. And those people that you know, your friends, your relatives that believe that, they're going to be so disappointed that it didn't happen. And they're going to say, well, the Bible's not true. Well, the fact is the Bible is true in all that it affirms, and it does not affirm the rapture. Okay? That's plain. It's in a, a verse or two that can be alluded to be that way, but it's not there, Jesus said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the word be established. It's not established in the Bible. It's just kind of thought up with people with good intentions. I'm not knocking anybody. I don't know everything for sure, but you know, I, I, I just think this is so important that people are not misled and then let down. Instead, okay, instead, we at Church of Tomorrow talk about how we can stand in times of adversity. We know that there is a great uh, shaking of the earth, a great time of tribulation such as never been seen before, even to the point of people being murdered and, and, and killed for their faith. All these different things will be playing into issue. And because of Jesus Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we're learning how to be able to stand in times of adversity. And that means that we'll be here available if it comes back before we go to be with the Lord, that we'll be available to help people, to disciple people, to tell them what's going on, to be able to give them the assurance that Jesus and Paul and, and John and others have already prophesied all about this you know, 2,000 years ago. Uh, and it's gonna be the truth that they're gonna be hearing, not, well, I don't know what happened to the rapture, but anyway, we'll try to find it somewhere. No, let's don't do that. Let's be ahead of the curve, so to speak. Let's realize that the Word of God is true in all that it affirms. And that means you and I, as born-again, spirit-filled Christians who have come to the knowledge of the truth and we have repented of the past and we've renewed our minds to what's a good, acceptable, and perfect will according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we can present worshipful service to Jesus Christ in this process. And we know what's gonna happen, and we'll be here to disciple others. We'll be here to comfort others. We'll be here to encourage others, to hold up their hands and everything else. And if Jesus doesn't come for another two or 300 years, we're still prepared for any adversity that comes up. So that's the truth. If you like this message, we'd ask that you would share it, you would make comments on it, uh, you would give uh, whatever thoughts you have about it. If you need more information, let us know. Uh, we're more than glad to help you. We want to be here for you as a resource for your Christian life. And if you're searching to be a resource while you search, Church of Tomorrow, 6800 North Bryant, in Oklahoma City, 73121, Church of Tomorrow, we're here for you. 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights for the rest of the summer, we're talking about, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Thank you, Dr. Frank Turek. So here's wishing you the very best. Keep searching for Jesus. He did say, seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened up to you. And we know that if we seek God with everything that we have, his understanding, His ways, He'll answer us. He'll come to us and show us. So God bless you to next week. This is Pastor Dan Boone saying we love you very much. And we know for sure that the days of the church of tomorrow will be like the days when Jesus walked the earth. When signs and wonders happened. And guess what? People were made strong 
and had their lives changed for the glory of God. See you.